Jeff, you're joining me today. I am. We are we be watching films, mm-hmm. but we're doing something new for the first time. It's not just us two who I'm pointing at incorrectly. <laughs> we also have Anthony Norman from Mayor of Easttown. Yeah, joining us in the uh, the virtual studio. The studio, yeah, because <laughs> he's not here right now. <laughs> Anthony, we be talking to Anthony. Yeah. Oh man. We be talking, we be talking, <laughs> we be talking so much. We we be talking for I don't know, twenty six years at this point. <laughs> Seemingly, I, I wrote down in my uh, I, I wrote down some questions, and in one of them, I said that I've known you for a good like ninety percent of my life so far. <laughs> I, I would say that's like. accurate. It's, it seems accurate because like kindergarten, yeah, up till now today do you remember uh our kindergarten's our kindergarten teacher was it miss defranco am i making that up i i no i think you're right i think it was miss defranco but i i don't it's such a hazy memory that if if i even like try to picture it yeah it's just like it's like a blur you know yeah i Um, there's one memory i have in particular where i was sitting across the table from you and we, I think it was like we were like had to do like morning prayer or something, and you know just some Catholics. Can I can I curse? I'm yeah, a, no, of course. Um, just some Catholic school shit of just like you do the pledge of allegiance and then you do your Our Fathers and all that shit. And I remember looking at you, and I don't I don't know what transpired, but I was like, I'm gonna know this guy for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's that's nice. Yeah, I, that's nice. I man, I barely remember kindergarten now, and I feel like a couple of years ago I probably would have remembered like that exact moment. Right, but you well, know, it's okay. You're just, just kind of starts to fade. Yeah, no, you're you're slowly <laughs> fading away. <laughs> you've, lo- you've known him longer than I have. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you, you guys speak up a little bit. You've known him longer than I have. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you sound great. <laughs> Oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So it should be said that you and I know each other from a long time. So we're we're close. We're like close friends. This isn't just like someone was up for an interview. Let's go. Let's get them. You know. <laughs> right. We have shit to talk about. Yeah. And I although I do want to talk about Mayor of Easttown. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a separate podcast up right now that you can listen to our thoughts on like the first two episodes. Awesome. And I'm glad it's finally this sunday coming up that we get to yeah. finally watch episode three i know dude like it's killing oh me oh my god <laughs> yeah it really was it's like ha we get to watch two episodes early but that also means that we have to wait longer <laughs> yeah then it's like it's like fuck having a digital premiere just like just just let me wait or or i don't know there's no good way to do it because you gotta wait yeah. either way but but just give me them all at once. <laughs> no, I'm so I know, I know. I'm so glad no, they didn't like do that. Suspense. Yeah, because uh, you know I told you I'm watching The Sopranos. Yeah, I watched five hours of The Sopranos the other day because <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> stop. So so where are you right now in The Sopranos? I just finished the episode where uh, Tony is taking Meadow to look at colleges. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a fun one. That's. Man, you're gonna get so wrapped up into that. Time. I'm already like I I like kind of know them like I, like there's that whole dynamic with the priest and with Edie Falco's character. I there's there's gonna be a uh, Sopranos movie coming up. 
Oh that's yeah, like, I uh, thought I heard like about that. Yeah, it's a prequel. It, I mean, it's 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 an HBO movie. I'm sure it's going to be a big deal regardless, but but still, um, I signed up to review that for another site that I work for, which is uh, one of us dot net. Uh huh. And the moment I was like, okay, you're definitely going to be on the review. I bought a uh, <laughs> a velour tracksuit because <laughs> 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 it's like, okay, I already have a gold chain. All I need is that is that sweatsuit that they all. <laughs> and you just gotta stuff yourself full of pasta and ziti yeah. and eggplant. And you just gotta put yourself into a mild coma before you start. <laughs> you just have to feel so mm. uncomfortable. Sounds good. It really did. Like all the hype you've heard. Like for one, I I know the ending of The Sopranos, and I've known yeah. it for like a long. I've gotcha. known it like from when it happened. I don't know it. I know it. I know people were that's disappointed. Even, that's even better. Um, but I, I wouldn't say. I'm not gonna say anything about it. But um, it still lives up to every other hype you've heard about. Though. Yeah, like, it's dude. Such a fucking great show, and it only gets better. Yeah, I would say it's so. so that's our review of the Sopranos. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I, we're, we're all James we're all done here, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out James Gandolfini. Yeah. Um, but enough about the Sopranos. Yeah. Let's speak about another Italian, uh, Anthony Norman. Yeah. Um, the real, the real Tony Soprano. So I, one thing I mentioned on the list that I gave you, uh, aside from Mayor of Easttown, which you play Nathan Ford, Nathan Ford. And he's, if, if you guys haven't seen it yet, watch it. Cause it is actually a really good show. I'm wearing the yeah. official Nathan Ford uh, merch. Uh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> I love that sweater. Dude, it's so good. They wardrobe pulled it out uh, as like, they were like, uh, my my, my uh, dresser, she wasn't like my dresser, but she was the, she was the customer. Her name's Megan. She's awesome. Uh, she's yeah. also from the Midwest. She's from St. Louis. Oh, um, cool. And she's very cool. And she, she came into my trailer and she said, try this on i don't know if this is gonna make it but try it on and then i walked into rehearsal with it and craig our director he was he was like or no this was gavin our first director so there's a little bit of drama that happened we we had a we had a director gavin o'connor and then um no i'm sorry yeah i did not know that yeah you had you had gavin o'connor as your director yeah yeah which is like Boy. no offense to no offense to Craig Zobel at all because I like that guy too. Like I like the hunt. I like um, oh fuck, what's the other thing that he There's did? There's a compliance. Yeah, compliance was really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, Gavin O'Connor. Gavin O'Connor. Yeah, dude. Warrior. <laughs> Gavin O'Connor and Brad Inglesby, the writer. You know, they were a team prior to Mayor of Easttown, and so they they came up with Mayor of Easttown together, and then. Um, what happened was, you know, from, you know, I was, I'm a recurring role. So I wasn't on set every day. I wasn't on set every yeah, other yeah. day. I would go into Philly from New York once or twice a month for the entire time I was filming. And so, gotcha. so what, so there was like, there was some like disagreements with how Gavin was spending the days like working. Uh, and so like days were being uh, dropped and uh, they were just losing time because they had, I think, it was like 105 days to shoot the the whole series. And they were shooting okay. it like a movie. So it was okay. very particular and very tedious. I remember there was there was a few times on set where I was there for like 16 hours. And it was, they were shooting like one scene. And oh, wow. yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, so they, 
they found Craig, and then, uh, yeah, and Craig, Craig is, Craig is incredible, and so is Gavin, I mean, Gavin's the man, but, um, Craig, I had more time with Craig, obviously, of course, yeah, but, uh, Gavin did direct that first episode, I think, if not all of it, the majority of it, um, so my first day on set was that first episode, um, when you meet the band, and uh, Gavin saw this sweater, and anyway, so point of my story is, Gavin saw this sweater, and he was like, "Oh, we have to have that in every Nathan Ford look," and so, <laughs> and so you'll see. I think it's I think it's in episode three where you'll where you'll see the band again. Um, if not three, it's episode four. Uh, you'll see this sweater again, and they wouldn't let me take it home. They wouldn't let me keep it. And the yeah. and like two weeks ago, I was like, I fucking need that sweater because it, it it goes <laughs> it goes along with everything, and it does. And uh, I was looking all over for it. I, I think I googled vintage cat sweater kittens sweaters, <laughs> and eventually it led me to Etsy, and I found it on Etsy, and it was oh my god, and it was a large, and I was like, it might be massive, but I. I think I think I'm like right on the money because I remember it being this kind of big right, on right. set, and I'm like, fucking a! I found it. I spent nice. forty seven dollars. <laughs> it's worth it, man. I fucking, it's it. worth. Stand up for a second so everybody it is can worth well, it, not everybody it is so like awesome. we can see that. Look at this. <laughs> this is awesome. Nice. That's so fucking cool. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> fucking hell yeah. So, yeah, it's the official Nathan well, Ford merch. <laughs> I dig it. Uh, I I think it's awesome that you got to work with two directors, even if you know, yeah, there was a falling out with one of them. Absolutely, uh, Craig Zobel. If, if you haven't seen his movies, I would actually definitely recommend. Oh yeah, just recently, um, the Hunt. The Hunt, the Hunt is really like good. right up your alley. Yeah, like, man. I know you like like gory horror movies and stuff like that. Yeah, so, that one's cool. So, uh, do you? Is there anything else that you're currently working on that you can? talk about yeah i uh i actually just recorded my my first ep uh because i'm a songwriter too uh so my producer will yip he's based in philly i met him on set at mayor nice and um yeah he he's a uh he's not a he's not a grammy winning producer but he's a multiple grammy nominated producer he has several he has several hits on billboard charts (laughs) That's and cool. like he's really big in the underground DIY punk emo uh heavy metal screamo but also like folk folk uh singer songwriter that kind of stuff. He does it all. And So you're not making a screamo album? I am making my first screamo album that'll be out t- tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and whatever and whenever anyone hears this, tomorrow will just mean whenever that tomorrow is. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that'll be out, uh, that'll be out soon. Um, yeah, other than that, uh, no, things are very slow right now, but, um, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what the future I mean, brings. Like that's, that's how the, that's how it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Sometimes it'll be busy uh, and sometimes you won't be. <clears throat> so the, the reason I even brought up, um, 90% of my life that I've known you is because, I I mean, like for the longest time, I knew you were super talented. I I oh, think thanks. the moment that it, when I was a kid, and I was thinking mm-hmm. like, damn, I think it'd be cool if I learned how to play the guitar. Anthony like already knew how to play the guitar and stuff <laughs> like that, and like any any other instrument. I thought I always thought that was so cool. Um, 
And I remember that you started to be a part of like school plays and stuff like that. And then you went on to do um, high school plays and other things like that. And yet I, I never asked what exactly got you into that. It, it, it really like in, in my perspective, it just seemed like, like, like a switch went off essentially. That's kind but of what was, happened. I didn't, yeah. I didn't start doing theater until high school. I didn't even do like any sort of acting or anything until freshman year of high school. Uh, And it was because of my sister, Vanessa. She said, she said, hey, you should do theater when you get here. Because we went to the same high school. All my siblings went to the same high school. Uh, Garen College Prep, not to brag. Uh, It's closed down now. (laughs) Thank God. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. uh, It was a long time coming. And, you know, it was just a Catholic school in Chicago. Did that whole thing. And... Yeah, so I did my I did my first yeah. play in uh in high school freshman year. It was an Arthur Miller play called The American Clock, and it's a play no high school should ever do. It's really boring. <laughs> it's it's about the depression, and it's like three hours long. And that, in my opinion, is three hours too long. <laughs> yeah, that that is way too long. To- Talk about the depression for a high school audience. Yeah, dude. And there's, I played one of, <laughs> so I played multiple characters, like multiple, like, I guess, like guest star roles. So, like, what I would do is I would play these characters and they, it, they would have, like, these, like, meaty scenes. And then one of the first character I played in the show, <laughs> he goes to the bathroom and he shoots himself in the head. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> High school. Damn, that is funny. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> and it didn't dawn on me how ridiculous that is until right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'm like 14, and it's like, and he went into the bathroom and shot himself in the head. <laughs> oh man, was there while act well while starting to act? Was there any kind of like? Because I think that was also around the time that you and I got into like watching movies for just like. For more so than like, oh, we're watching a movie and it's cool. Yeah. It's more so like, damn, Pulp Fiction is a really fucking good movie. Yeah, dude. Actually, Goodfellas is yeah. a really fucking good movie. <laughs> Do you remember the uh, first time you saw oh, Goodfellas? I yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, you know what? Jeff, ask your question because I think okay. this is what this is going to go into. This is one of the questions I had was uh, you and Adrian know each other pretty well. What is that first movie that you remember bonding over? I think it was... Uh, um, the war was now, it granted this was a long time ago, so if you don't remember, <laughs> there I think it was it the Warriors or was it Goodfellas first? I shit, you know what? There's the Warriors, there's Goodfellas. I was also thinking Kill Bill. Oh, yeah, so, like, the first time the first time I ever saw Kill Bill was at your place, the first time I ever saw Goodfellas was at your place, yeah. Oh, wow. But then I like flipped it, and, and I I'm pretty sure I showed you Casino. Yeah, you, you did. Hadn't seen that yet. You showed me Casino, and then I borrowed that <laughs> DVD from you and had it for like three years because I just kept watching it. <laughs> Such a good movie. It's incredible. It's like almost three hours, and yet if you want to be like, let's watch it right now over Zoom, I'd be like, yeah, let's do that. One hundred percent. It's it's even better when it's censored. Have you ever seen it on like just cable oh. TV? I've seen I've seen that YouTube clip where they like show some of the scenes. I, I think that is funny. Freak you, freak, freak you, freak. And then the Breakfast Club too. It's like flip you, flip you. Why didn't you listen to John? 
the the best one is pulp fiction when they oh uh, my god that on vh1 there's a part where <laughs> they're just like when uh samuel jackson is like in the car and there's like my uh, my eyes are wide fucking open they change it to my eyes are wide focus, focus open, open. <laughs> <laughs> you a smart little sucker that's right my favorite one is from uh and i've never seen like once again this is just from like that youtube video that i watched um, but there's one for Scarface where like oh, they're no. he's he's in jail and they're uh, or no they're like interrogating him and he has obviously he has a scar. Um, <laughs> but the cops are like, "Where'd you get that scar, tough guy? Eating pussy?" Oh, yeah. But the, the the censor line is, "Where'd you get that scar? Eating pineapple." <laughs> Pineapple is dangerous. Which is like, even as a censored line, like, was that meant to be semi-racist? Like, where does that, where does the pineapple come from? My first thought in my, like, 28-year-old oversexed brain, my first thought went to, oh, people are like, you gotta eat pineapple if you're gonna have sex with someone. Like, cause oh, it, uh, it's that whole thing. But there's no yeah, way, there, there's no way, cause it makes no sense. Why are you getting a scar from eating pineapple? <laughs> if you're trying to... I remember... In- Maybe they're eating the outside of the pineapple. <laughs> I can't eat this pineapple. It's, it's scarring me right now. But wait, I wanted to ask. I wanted yeah, to, yeah. while we're on the Pulp Fiction, you asked. You were gonna ask me. I think if I were to if if I were to play, um, yeah, Vincent Vega, weird, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, I was like, okay, here's here's the setup. For some reason, they're remaking Pulp Fiction, <laughs> <laughs> and and you get the you get the lead as as uh, Vincent Vega, which is uh, John Travolta's character. For anybody who doesn't just know character names, uh, who would you get to play Jules, which is Samuel Jackson? Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, that's a good choice. Yeah. It's just like I mean, if it was, yeah, no, that's that's cool. Do you have do you have an um an actor that you would think? would play Jules? Yeah, I'd be like, bring back Samuel Jackson. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, truly. did a really good job. Just do the de-aging like they did in Captain Marvel. <laughs> Honestly, I'm uh, ever since I saw his stand-up special, um, which I'm pretty sure is HBO, uh, Gerard Carmichael. Yeah. Oh, wow. Have you ever seen his stuff? I've seen his stand-up, and I've listened to him on uh, a few uh, few podcasts that I listen to. Um, I love his stand-up, man. I, I want to see him, like, I, like he's he's one of those uh, guys who like I would like to see in drama, and I also want to see him like succeed. I think I think he's great, but I would like yeah, to see also, that too. I would be I would be very yeah. curious how he plays drama. It's like I want to hear Kendrick Lamar sing more, and I want to hear Frank Ocean rap more. <laughs> yeah, I want to like I would love to see Gerard Carmichael in a in a Pulp Fiction Jules role. Like that would be bananas. I don't know if this is still happening but there's a there's a movie with eddie murphy and nick nolte called 48 hours which is like i think the first movie he did is that correct that yeah, sounds right yeah movie. yeah and it's 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 a it's a buddy cop movie that's kind of action comedy i want to say from the um, director of the warriors yeah yeah from the director of the warriors wow the the safty brothers who did uncut gems and good time they were supposed to be remaking that with gerard carmichael and somebody else. I don't know if they they found like the the white cop lead for it yet. Oh wow! But I think that fell through. But that sounded so badass. Like I I'm yeah, I love cool. Uncut Gems. I love Good Time. Who was supposed to produce I'm down it? For, like, A24? I don't know. You know who it was? It was uh, it was MTV Films. Really? Really? Yeah. Which is like 
I can kind of see them being like, oh, we can't just let the Safties do whatever they want to do. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're talking to the MTV generation. <laughs> it's got to be somewhat safe. We'll burn this and shit to the ground. I can imagine that's probably why. It, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's a good answer, though, uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Have you seen Get Out? Yeah. Yeah. Did you like it? Loved it. Loved it. Would you have seen it a third time if you could? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you mentioned podcasts and stuff like that. Who are, on your downtime, what do you listen to? Do you listen to music? Do you listen to podcasts? I do. I'm listening. You're a good uh, book on tape type guy? I'm listening to something all the time. And it's actually kind of an issue. Like, I can't just be alone with myself in silence. I hate it. I get that. Oh, man. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. It, it just, it's, it, even even if I'm in the bathroom, I'm not necessarily on my phone the whole time. Uh, I but I'll I'll like bring my phone in and I have like this little fl- like this little JBL flip speaker. I'll bring uh-huh. my setup in there, put my phone somewhere, and queue up a playlist just to play while I'm in there. That's wild. Yeah, I I I, I, I sometimes yeah sometimes do that too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not too dissimilar. <laughs> like for one, if I'm playing video games. I ain't just playing a video game. <laughs> fucking, I gotta have, I, I gotta have a podcast playing too. Yeah, and depending on what the game is, if it has a soundtrack, maybe I just let it play. But I also have my Spotify good oh at the same God. time. <laughs> it's bad. Do you also um, have the video game volume up while you're? No, that's. I see. It, it's gotta be like, for instance, it's like when I'm playing. Um, the the fucking the warriors game mm-hmm. which i've if, if i'm playing it now it'll probably be like the 200th time i fucking play this yeah game. it never gets old it only gets better yeah, why play a new game when you could play the warriors resident evil 4 and silent hill 2 over and over and over again Dude, just that's how i am with with watching things i have such a hard time sitting down and watching new things um, like I'm a terrible actor because I should, I have to watch films. I have to watch TV, but instead I rewatch and rewatch impractical jokers episodes because it brings me <laughs> so much joy. <laughs> and I mean, I, I feel like we're also like at an age in our life where it's like <clears throat> any kind of like entertainment, it almost has to be like a distraction. Yeah. Either super busy or shit's just too fucking wild right now to the point where it's like, yeah, I can't like I I love season one and two of Ozark, <laughs> but I just have not have time uh-huh. to sit down and watch like a serious show. Yeah, dude, it. I mean, that's gonna crank my anxiety. It up. takes energy. Also, Ozark. I'm watching Ozark right now. I just I'm in the I'm almost at the end of season one. Great show. Took it's a good ass. Took show. me way too long. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah. So I always have things playing and. There's a new podcast actually with one of the Impractical Jokers, Sal, Vol- Sal Volcano, with uh, one of my new favorite comedians, Chris DiStefano. Um, they have a podcast called Hey Babe. Is he the guy? Chris, Chris DiStefano. Is he the guy who's in Green Book? Chris... Green Book? Ooh, I, don't, uh, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know I'm, a... I'm trying to see if I've heard of Chris DiStefano, but I don't think so. I thought maybe it was this one Italian dude, but... I mean, it sounds Italian. Yeah. <laughs> he's very Italian. Yeah, he's he's like he's from uh he's from Brooklyn. He's gotcha. he's he's got the most wild stories. He had a podcast with Giannis Papas called History Hyenas. Um, 
These both sound interesting. Yeah, they're... But the one you're talking about is called Hey Babe? It's called Hey Babe. And it's just him okay. and Sal. They just tell stories and they just chat. It's really wonderful and really fun. Uh, History Hyenas, they... It's like a whole character that they do on History Hyenas. It's just because their okay. chemistry was unmatched. And uh, it's fucking ridiculous. It, and it takes like a few episodes like be like, okay, I get their vocabulary. I get what they're doing here. But they also <laughs> talk about real history, and it's really entertaining. Um, do you watch um, Nathan for You? Have you seen that, Dude, show? you're like the 10th person lately who has told me to watch it because <laughs> I know I would love it. It is, yeah. It's definitely something you would love. I would also highly recommend, um, if you have HBO, I'm, I mean, I'm guessing you have HBO Max. But, I do. Oh, yeah, well, you're watching The Sopranos. Um, Joe Para Talks With You. Have you heard of this? Oh, oh yes. that's, that is something that I've been like, oh, I have to remember to watch that. So yeah. it, it goes so fast. Episodes are like, I think. They're only like most... 10, 12 minutes long. Amazing. Yeah, no, they're short, but but it's great. It, it's like. It, 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 at the end of the day, it kind of feels like like a like a hug that you've been needing that you didn't realize. Oh my god, you've been needing. There is one it's episode, so great. There is a one episode in the last season where it's like a regular episode of like television, like twenty two minutes. So I'm I just imagine I remember watching that episode like, wait a minute, this is still going. <laughs> this, this feels a lot longer than usual. <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna turn this off. I think I think both of the season finales for season one and two, I think they're both like 30, 20 minutes, something like that. Nice. But yeah, I would it's highly recommend that. But the reason I bring up both of them is because there's a podcast called This Is Not a Podcast, The Podcast. Oh, yeah. I've, heard, I've seen that. I've seen it like I, on my Spotify. I highly recommend it. Okay. That's the, it, it's like one of the most unique things because it's it, it, it's it's nathan for you essentially like if, if if you need to break it down it's it's nathan for you it's borat where it's like this guy is recording and people don't realize he's recording but there's also like a narrative and like there's twists and turns and it's and and yet throughout the whole thing it's super fun yeah that sounds brilliant like the best part of it. it it's i feel like you'd really dig that um aside from podcasts music wise I see you're really into Japanese breakfast. Yeah, man. I I, <laughs> I met I met Michelle Zauner on HBO. They taught us the music that we were playing in the show. So no shit. Yeah. So Michelle and her husband wow. Peter, who's the guitarist of Japanese Breakfast, they they came out. They are from Philly. So we the band went to Philly for a week, and we had like a week of rehearsal before shooting. And uh, they taught us the two songs we were playing on the show, which are Who You Are and In Love Again by Mannequin Pussy. Also an incredible band. Like, they're they're like a punk band. Uh, Will Yip, my producer, uh, also produces Mannequin Pussy. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, it was, this, it was this world of, like, introducing these new these two new bands that I had not ever listened to. I, I had heard Japanese Breakfast, and I had always been like, oh, I really like that band. I really like them. But... It it took like Maravie Sound to int- really introduce me to their music, and I'm like, man, I'm so forever grateful to to yeah, that. Yeah, that's cool and, as hell. And Michelle is now a friend of mine, and uh, it's awesome. She just released a book which I'm reading right now called Crying in H Mart, and it's a mem okay. it's a memoir about uh, her mother who passed away from cancer, and oh. it is gut wrenching. I knew she was a good writer because from her lyrics. But yeah, yeah. dude, holy shit! She is a phenomenal writer, and it is—it's awesome. gut wrenching. 
I I haven't read a book since maybe Gone Girl. <laughs> <laughs> since like the movie came Dude, out. Dude, I I that's I am great. in the I same boat. I I have I am not a good book reader, but I cannot put this it's book down. Here. Yeah, Jeff's just straight up never read a book. <laughs> no, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff can read. <laughs> Jeff, yeah, can you read me what that says right yeah, now? His, his questions are actually just symbols on his phone that you know. <laughs> he's proficient. He's proficient yeah. in web dings. Yeah. <laughs> web dings two and four. <laughs> um, but that's really cool. I, you know what? When there's there's a song that plays in the first episode. When, well, I'm I'm assuming that's your band playing. It. Yeah. But I wasn't sure, and I want to Shazam because I was like, "This sounds cool." But then I also thought, "This may not exist. This may just be no." Like it's interesting for this one scene. I was talking to Missy about this. Missy is a singer of Mannequin Pussy, and she brought up a good point that our band in the show is called Androgynous, but we are we are playing Mannequin Pussy songs, and in the okay. in the captions it says who you are by Mannequin Pussy. But it's like, this is our music? Right, So right. is Androgynous covering their music? I thought, like, my, my, when I heard this kind of blew my balls off, was that, I, in my, in, in my view, it's like, maybe Androgynous is Mannequin Pussy's opener. And, oh, okay. like, maybe we just like playing their stuff. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. Mannequin pussy. That's deeper than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, no, that's. I think that was one of your questions too that we kind of hijacked. Oh like, yeah. Uh, if if you were doing your own music. Um, yeah. How on the show. okay? You play. I was trying to figure this out. It's bass, right? Yeah, in the show. Yeah. In the show. Okay. How long did it take you to uh, do that? Uh. Or to know how to play bass. I play bass in in real life like i i play oh yeah i played Bullshit. 10 in, <laughs> i played 10 instruments in real life um that's crazy. and bass is one of them fortunately and so when i auditioned for the show i went to it was actually the worst audition maybe i've ever had um i went to the casting office and uh I waited there for about 30 minutes in this really empty room. So the casting director is A.V. Kaufman, who's incredible. She casts Succession uh, and a, a, oh, wow. so many other things. Like, check out, check out her IMDb. She has cast yeah, some sure. insane projects. And so I walked in, and it's this... I might pull that up while you talk. Just so you <laughs> yeah, know. yeah, do it, please. Um, it's a small office in uh, on the east side of Manhattan. I, I think it's in... Is it in Union Square? It's near Union Square. So it's like downtown Manhattan. And okay. I go in the office and no one else is there. And this office is tiny. And I'm like, all right, sign in, wait. 30 minutes pe- pass by. And I'm like, this, what is happening here? Like, I got to go. <laughs> and yeah. my appointment time had come and gone. And I see this casting associate, this guy. I'm like, excuse me, uh, just I have to run. My appointment time was like 20 minutes ago. He's like, who are you? What are you here for? And I went, uh, Mayor of Easttown, I'm here for Nathan. And he's like, oh, uh, uh, okay. Hang on one second. And he goes in the back and he goes to grab Avi, the casting director. And she comes bustling out and she's like distressed. She's like, who are you? What are you here for? <laughs> I was like, I was, I'm, like I'm here for Mayor of Easttown. And she's like, uh, okay, okay, come on back. And and then we did the audition. Uh and and yeah, I left. I called my manager. He's like, Oh yeah, I should have explained that to you. That's how her office runs. 
Oh, geez. Yeah. Um, apparent, apparently, that's like, that's, uh, that's just kind of how it goes sometimes over there. But then I went back well, for another audition for a different project, and it was awesome. I was like, oh, hello. I, I know you people now. This is cool. That's cool. It is very fun. Nice. So I did bring up A.V. Kaufman. Uh, Jeff, and, and you know what? You, you told me the story, and I, I fully believe um, that A.V. Kaufman has absolute sh- they're allowed to do this <laughs> to you oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> because do you, jeff do you know what what movies they've casted i saw that they, you had green room yeah I, every movie <laughs> <laughs> there's green room Dude. suspiria fucking ma rainey's black bottom just ah. recently the night of which is a fantastic show i had no um, idea she cast green room that's one of my favorite movies because yeah. of you yeah, that movie kicks ass. I, I oh, that's right. So we went to go see it. Yeah, you introduced I me to that movie yeah, at, at the at the at the music box. Yeah, that was that was cool. Uh, yeah, dude, she is there a, she doesn't fuck around. She's amazing. <laughs> and now Mare of Easttown, which is fucking cool. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, uh, to go back to the music question because I feel bad that I didn't know that about Anthony. Oh, please, you <laughs> got um, feel bad. It's fine. I know, I know. <laughs> um, but okay, that was uh, two things. One, um, well, where is it? Okay, what's uh, something that you would like to, if you had an like if you were in a band? Like, what's a song that, that you would be like, "Hey guys, we should play this." Like, like a song of someone else's. Yeah, that's a really good question, and I'm gonna pull up my cue right now because I have I have an answer for you. I think right away. There's a song called "Young Lady, You're Scaring Me" by Ron Gallo. <laughs> And that sounds interesting. That song fucking goes hard. It's like a punk <laughs> anthem, but it's not just like screaming. It's still very musical. Um, so that I would say that for sure, because I would love to sing that. And then, um, and then living on a living on a thin line by the Kinks. Oh yeah, yeah. I like the Kinks. Yeah, That's cool. so that kind of vibe and uh, yeah, it was fun. To- the Kinks are. Oh don't. no no no! Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say the Kinks are one of those bands where you're like, I don't know any of them, and then you you start playing their songs. And it's like, oh hey, I know that. Yeah, song. it's like, yeah. like they have like five or ten of those songs. Exactly, they have hit after hit, and you're like, I never knew I was a fan of the Kinks until now. Yeah, man, the most recent album, most recent album, the most recent artist like that for me is like every time she pops up. I shazam this thinking like this sounds really cool. Who is this? You know who it always fucking is. I don't know if you listened to her before. Angel Olsen. Angel Olsen. Yeah, she's incredible. I'm such a. She's in everything too. Yeah, dude. Like every every movie ends with her song. Every trailer. Uh, but yeah, I, she's she's also. I just think about it because you said like, yeah. oh, it's them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know who uh, I think Olsen's is gonna right. be like the next Angel Olsen because like she's like she's everywhere. She is everywhere. She's in movies because she's so her music is so universal. Uh-huh. Is a uh, Phoebe Bridgers. Phoebe uh, Bridgers. Yeah. Who's that? Who's that? Uh, uh she did she I, win the? She something? was on. Uh, she was nominated for a Grammy. Mm-hmm. She was on SNL. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Media really yeah. likes her. Yeah. I've heard yeah. of her. Well, that's cool. Let's see. I, I know there's this. Oh, and I'm. Uh, we're kind of just ranting now, but I, I on, do have uh, questions. Oh, that's fine. On IMDb, you can you can put in like here's your favorite people on IMDb, and I was going through my actors uh, to see who I would cast uh, as Jules, 
and I came across one name that rings out more than all. Hannibal Burris. <laughs> <laughs> they say Hannibal, you can't you can't kill a man over a hamburger, Hannibal. I say yes I can, Hannibal. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that that dude's great. That's how we got. I mean, we we've seen Hannibal Burris live, yeah, multiple times, and I want to say the first two times I saw him, he was also with uh, Lil Rel. Lil Rel. Oh yeah. wow, Lil Rel Howery, who's now like just fucking in everything. Yeah, yeah. it was Jess and Judas and the and the, and the Black Messiah, which was crazy to see him in that. Damn. Yeah, that's right. Um. Oh man, one more show recommendation if I can. Oh yeah, if I could put you onto this, please. Yeah. Also on H, it, it's a Comedy Central show, but it's on HBO Max now. Um, Southside. Southside. It, Are you saying South it's Park just wrong? Called that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude. I don't know if you've ever heard of South Park. This show is fucking hilarious. This show is blowing up right now. I'm writing all these down. So there was Andrew something Andrew Para Andrew Para. Uh, uh Joe Para talks with you. Talks with you. Which I mean like, hey listeners, guess what? I could just text him <laughs> the stuff that we've talked about if I want to. Nah, dude. Um that's how close we are, but, but yeah, Joe Perry talks with you. Southside is just so fucking funny, and it's like it, it all takes place in the south side of Chicago, but they get Chicago down so well. Like, nice. This is clearly made from people entirely from people who are just residents of Chicago. Yeah. Um, that's just another funny show that I think you would like. That's awesome. It's on HBO. Uh, you said. Yeah. It, well, it's on HBO Max. Gotcha. The. The app, but it's a it's a Comedy Central show, technically. Awesome. Uh, so you've been living in New York now for how long? Four years now. Four years. Mm-hmm. Have you had like this is now my favorite spot? I want to go here all the time, dude. When it comes to food, I that is such a hard question because no, I don't. <laughs> it, it it because there's so much here. Um. I feel like it's it just kind of depends where I am. Like in my in my neighborhood in Brooklyn, there's a great Vietnamese spot. There's a really amazing place for tacos and empanadas and that kind of stuff. Um, and there's a Caribbean place that is unbelievable Ooh. called Sally Roots, um, and it is marvelous. Um, All right, well nice. we can go to Brook. We can travel to Brooklyn right now. <laughs> yeah, try yeah. Get a, get on the bus and uh, you 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 can be here in about four hours. <laughs> Um, I mean, we watch uh, "Fuck That's Delicious," and just from watching that, it's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I've lived in, in New York. Yeah, I know yeah, all yeah about exactly. It. <laughs> you know what to do, but it all just seems so fucking good. Yeah, dude. Well, that's the thing is that it's like there's a there's a lot of amazing food, and then there's it's mostly bad food. It's like you you can have a much easier time eating a bad meal here than finding a good one, which is a shame. And maybe I'm just not looking hard enough or or doing it correctly. Uh, but it depends which area I'm in. Like, when I was on Broadway for uh, for a year, it was like I had my spots around Midtown that I would go to. There's a great little Vietnamese spot, I think, called Chapas Noodles or something. Um, that was my favorite go-to between shows. Nice. Um, yeah, it depends what, what neighborhood, but... uh. I don't have like a oh man I would die for this place. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. Uh, what's the worst food experience you've had recently? Like where you're just like, man, I fucking hate eating this. Dude, today and this sucks. Today, <laughs> I what happened? I got a slice of. I mean, this is my problem. I got a slice of vegan pizza, 
at a place called oh. Sauce and Soda. <laughs> Dude, Sauce and Soda can go fuck itself with that vegan pizza. <laughs> it was the worst thing I had put in my mouth. It was really terrible. It, it tasted like I was eating, like, um, like, you know those dinosaurs that inflate in water? <laughs> yeah, those sponge dinosaurs. Yeah. It tasted like that's I was funny. eating that, but that someone put a little, like, sodium on and, like, maybe, like, <laughs> threw a tomato at it. <laughs> it was it was awful. Here you go. I, there, there was a there was a point where I wasn't vegan, but I was doing everything I could to just not eat dairy. Yeah, of all kinds, which is like that's hard. If it's milk, that's fine. But when it comes <laughs> to cheese, it's like well, cheese is so fucking good. Uh huh. And I remember getting a, a vegan pizza from a place called Poly G's over here. Which yeah, I know Poly G's. No ill will on Poly G's. I love Poly G's. But uh, this vegan pizza that I had, it was like, oh, this is just kind of bread and gum. At the it's, same yeah, time. it's like gum. It's like, and it's like kind of flavorless. Yeah, that cheese but it's not cheese. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't care what any vegan says. They have not nailed cheese yet at all. They haven't. Like, I. That being said, I'm sorry, go no, on. No, 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 please, please. I was going to say, just that being said, I had a uh, plant based Italian sausage yesterday that was like. I thought better than any Italian really? sausage I've ever had. That, I thought that was real fucking good. Where mm. where did you get this? I I bought it at I bought it at the grocery store. I, f- I forgot what the what the brand name is, but I'll I'll let you know. Yeah, later. dude, those those replacement meats are are scarily accurate sometimes. <laughs> I'm I'm down for it, man. I, yeah, I like, same. I like stuff like that. I, I and and when it comes to like vegan food, like I like like vegan ranch and vegan mayo and stuff like uh-huh. that. Because it's like, I want to be able to dunk my um, buffalo wings and not just immediately have diarrhea <laughs> after, after we're done. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to enjoy my life post-wing. Yeah, exactly. Is uh, Well, speaking of food still, when it comes to Chicago, when you come back, is there like a restaurant where you're like, I got to get the food Ooh, dude, right now? You know, you know what I've been craving more than ever recently? Lu Melnati's deep dish, really? Yeah, which is shocking, right? Because hey, like you, you enjoy that, man. Yeah, <laughs> you're alone in that, man. But it's like I realize how fresh Lou Melnati's is compared to Giordano's and like Gino's East and all that shit. I'll give it that. Yeah, yeah. It, Giordano's is way more of a change. Yeah. Um. But so either that or a Chicago dog from the Wiener Circle. In I think it's like really? Lincoln Park or or is it yeah, yeah. is that technically Lincoln Park where that is? I want to say so. It's like right by it's right by it's Stan- Clark and Diversity. Yeah, yeah right is. by that stands Donuts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I so I really have come to appreciate a Chicago dog, and there's actually a bar around my corner called the Honor Club. Shout out Honor Club. They it's a Chicago bar. And they, oh, they do Chicago dogs, they have Malort, they have Miller High Life, all that kind of stuff. It's like That's crazy. it's like That's cool. I'm not even gonna partake in any of that, but that's fun. <laughs> so I yeah. I would say that I haven't lived anywhere besides Chicago for a while. Uh so I've always assumed like when I see ads for like Pizza Hut as like I always think like Oh no! Like that's what people think pizza yeah, is exactly. outside of Chicago. Oh god! Yeah, no. New York pizza is actually great. This, I'm spo- Yeah, I'm spoiled with the deep dish. I, no, I'm sure New York pizza is great. It's just so funny 
how fast it, it, it's like saying like pitbulls need to be put down like you can joke about that <laughs> and immediately everyone's like i'll fucking kill you if you ever see this <laughs> and it's like the same thing with new york pizza it's like i've I there's probably amazing. There's probably New York pizza that is better than Chicago pizza. I got to tell you, there on like is a technical level. And yet if 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 I say like New York pizza is dog shit, everyone's going to be like, "Oh, yeah, fucking kill you if you ever come to New York." You're going to get that guy in the first Borat movie where he reminded you and I of of, of a Jared Brooke. It's like I I think about that every if- time I see that fucking movie. You fucking with the wrong one, man. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna get the wrath of that dude. Yeah, that seems like exactly what would happen. But no, for real, uh there is a Vietnamese place in Chicago called Pho Number One Kitchen. And it's at like uh Lawrence and Austin. It's near like it's n- on the way to O'Hare. Uh yeah. Pho Number One Kitchen. That place that place fucking rocks. That sounds oh, yeah. good. Uh let's let's stick to food because this is something that I've been wanting to ask forever. <laughs> Uh, tell me about craft services, man. What do they oh, give dude, you? Dude, <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. You would think it's like a, an afterthought. No, it's a whole ordeal. So if it if they if it's breakfast, uh, you get a menu uh, at your trailer, and uh, you you're you have the PAs that come around and the production assistants, and they're like, uh, so what do you want for breakfast? Like when I when I did Chicago Med, there was one morning where I was craving French toast. Uh, pancakes, a bagel, and uh, um, bacon and eggs. And I was like, "Can yeah, I get yeah. all of this?" And they're like, "They're like, yeah." <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, you know what? Let me lighten this load. Could I get a green juice too?" <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, of course." That's and awesome. they showed up, and there was this fucking smorgasbord of breads and juice. <laughs> and I was like, "Man, this is amazing." Yes. It's not. It's not the fire festival. It's it's no, not sorry. the fire festival. Uh, we would be so lucky to be like the fire festival. <laughs> but no, dude. It's. I think they have a union for craft services, gotcha. which would be amazing because they deserve it. And those people work so hard. So there's breakfast. Um. There's there's breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and um. Uh, that's. I think it's all catered technically. Um. And like I think it can change every day. Like I remember for Mayor there was like a like a like a taco truck that came by and there was an empanada truck nice. that came by and then there was like a salad bar with like a bunch of other fixins and that kind of stuff. But uh like the staples that they always have at the craft services tent are like protein bars, all different types of chips, uh spark sparkling waters and sodas and all that kind of stuff. It just like it's like a convenience store basically and you're just like uh, you know, before COVID, you could just go up there and just be like, "All right, I'm gonna take these uh, vanilla sandwich cookies, a protein bar, an orange, and this green juice and a seltzer." Thank you. I I think the only time I've had some kind of experience like that is like literally in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> they bring you like, "Okay, what do you want for breakfast and lunch?" Because you're gonna be staying here for a bit. Listen, you're gonna be here for a while. You might as well <laughs> feel at home. You know what's fucking great though, and and, and here's a tip to everybody's <laughs> staying at a hospital overnight: ask them if they have uncrustables. Because <laughs> <laughs> that peanut butter jelly uncrustable, I don't know what, where they keep it. Where it's like the perfect temperature in between really cold. <laughs> But it's not frozen. <laughs> that shit just hits so good. That shit hits so differently. And is it only at the hospital you've had this experience? 
It's only at Illinois Masonic. We call, that, <laughs> we call that the Masonic special. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, but yeah, so we've craft, about craft services rocks, dude. It's it's truly the best. And uh, do, do you still drink a bunch of coffee? Because I remember you used to drink like a shit ton of coffee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was funny. When you were going to ask, when you were like thinking about asking me what my favorite like restaurant is in Chicago, I'm like, I, I would have to say my, I, just my favorite coffee shop is dark matter coffee um and yeah i'm still drinking a bunch of coffee i get my coffee through trade.com uh it's called drinktrade.com and it's a it's a company that has like over 400 roasters from from across the country and they ship the coffee beans to you uh at the peak freshness so like let's say it's like what's the date today it's the 28th today um if I got like a new bag of beans today, they would they would have been roasted on like April 26th or April 25th. And if you've never had fresh roasted coffee like that, like usually coffee's like months old in the grocery store or whatever, even at coffee yeah. shops, it's usually very old. It is an experience, my guy. It's <laughs> it it makes such a difference. And you can also get the beans ground like if you don't have a grinder that's fine. I've done both where now I have a grinder so I get them fresh. Um but still it's it's truly the best. So now I'm drinking this uh Colombian roast by a company called Verve and it literally tastes like lemonade had sex with a toffee bar. That sounds <laughs> incredible yeah dude the last mm. like five minutes of this interview i've just been like damn i'm <laughs> <laughs> i know me too <laughs> why am i asking these questions when i'm actually i want to eat <laughs> um well let's let's keep let's talk about let's talk more about uh, instead of food uh so mm. you, you're doing the show and obviously you're gonna keep you're gonna keep trying out for everything whether it's a film or a play or another show if you could be in like a long running series, whether it's like a guest star, or like a tiny role, is there one where you'd like, man, I fucking love to be on? Dude, that. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, that's uh, such a good answer. Like, yeah. no question. Because <laughs> not only is that just such a great one of my favorite shows, but it's also it's mostly improv, and it just seems like such a crazy group of people. Yeah. Yeah, hands down. It's yeah. it's so funny. It's uh, I mean Jeff's a big Seinfeld fan. I know you you like Seinfeld yeah. too, um, but I've always like I've always preferred Curb because it doesn't have Jerry. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> come on! If if Seinfeld was just George Costanza and everybody else, I feel like I'd like Costanza. it. I feel like I'd like it way better. I don't know. I I gotta disagree with That's you there. Just me. Jerry's like the, Jerry's Jerry isn't the glue, but he's 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 the you know he's the opposite of George in that kind of in that kind of stuff and I don't know right. I think he's like the straight man yeah exactly there's there's just something about George Costanza where it's like you know there's that whole wave of like king mood and all this shit <laughs> and I feel like he just like that's him like have you seen that that photo of and I'm not sure if this is from Costanza or if this is from Costanza I'm not sure if this is from Seinfeld or from a different show but there's a photo of um of him of uh man what's his real Jason name? Alexander. Oh, Jason Alexander. Of Jason Alexander and uh Fran Drescher. <laughs> and like they're like a couple. It looks like it's from a show. 
but that has like the biggest dick energy that I've like ever <laughs> fucking seen. <laughs> Check that Is out. That, I, um, I don't. I don't remember that from us. I don't remember Fran Drescher. Yeah, I don't think I remember that. It it show. might be from a different show. It might it might be from the nanny, and he was like a guest star or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't think she was ever on Seinfeld. So you you should be watching more stuff. I should you know, to get inspiration all that stuff like that. But is is there a recent movie you've seen like of, of either an older movie that you finally saw recently mm-hmm. or a new movie that you really liked? Is there is there a movie that you've seen recently that you've actually like I really dug this? Yeah, Suspiria. Which one? The the remake. Okay, cool. So I love that movie. Yeah, dude, it's <laughs> I gotta, I, I gotta, um, I gotta say, I was like, after I watched it, I was like, the fuck took me so long. That's that's how I am with all of these movies. <laughs> it's like I watch, I watch, I'm like, the hell took me so long. Um, I didn't, I didn't watch Almost like Famous that. until I was like 24, <laughs> <laughs> and now it's like my hell favorite yeah. movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hell yeah. That was another question. That's pretty cool. That's Jeff's. That was one of Jeff's favorite movies. Aw. He and I get each other. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, Suspiria is great. It's it's a movie that I completely hated when I saw it. Why? <laughs> and then it wasn't. I I couldn't even fucking tell you. I just thought was like, it this Dakota is Johnson? This is just doing too much. <laughs> it's not Dakota Johnson. I actually really like her. I like her on everything outside of um of Fifty Shades, uh-huh. which I guess I shouldn't even really say anything because I haven't seen those movies. They just. Yeah, I, I mean, we've yeah. seen all the reviews. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no point. No um, offense. I know you guys are listening right I, now. I, no offense. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do like her. I, I do like her in Suspiria. It was just everything else. But then, like days after watching it, I kept one. I kept listening to the soundtrack because you know. Tom yeah, Mueller, come on. Um, but his song, uh, Unmade, which plays at the end. When everyone's like, spoiler for whoever hasn't seen Suspiria, but for for every when everyone's like head is exploding, <laughs> yeah, dude, you have this theme from from Tom York where it's just like that one scene just kind of kept replaying in my head, and I just kept thinking like, you know what, I think I want to see this again because I feel like I'm missing out, <laughs> or I missed out on something. And then the second time watching it, it's like, oh yeah, this is my favorite movie. Wow, this, <laughs> this shit kicks. Wow, ass. yeah, yeah. I'm the same way uh, Anthony is, where with like TV shows and music, movies I try to be better at. But like, but there's like I was on HBO Max recently. All right, I I got a perfectly cu- curated list of like classics and new stuff that I want to rewatch. All right, what do I watch? Pulp Fiction. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's literally so ju- good. That literally just happened like a week it's ago. It's good. I was like, what am I going to watch? It's 10 o'clock. I should probably go to bed soon. Watch two and a half hours of Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I, I tried watching Nomadland the other day, which I did finally get down to actually watching it. But the first time I watched, tried watching it, it was, I want to say like Saturday night. I think so, yeah. It was it was me and my girlfriend, and I was thinking, like, all right, I'm already kind of stoned and buzzed, but I should get into this because it's pretty. Yeah. And, like, 15 minutes in, it's like, I want to watch Pee-wee's Big Adventure <laughs> instead. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's exactly what we did. It's comfort. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, comfort food. It is. I remember because he texted me. It was like, man, we ain't watching this shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it won the Oscar. Which... 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, of course it did. <laughs> I have called seen it. it. I'm, I'm, I'm judgment. I know. I know this is not why it won. I know it won because it's a perfectly good movie. I know what you're gonna say that's too. Directed it's brilliant. Perfectly well. But it's all. It also won because of Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> For Academy Award from Academy Award winner director Chloe Zhao. Exactly. Uh, which uh, th- that is the only reason it won. <laughs> but it, that's off the record, dude. Um, <laughs> what did you think about Anthony Hopkins winning over Chadwick Boseman? See, I, I was more so upset that it's like, how has Chadwick Boseman not already won something? Like, I could have sworn was he nominated for forty two? No. What about for Get On Up? Nope. See. Fuck the Oscars, dude! Not, like, it's why, why it's unbelievable that he's played those kinds of roles and, like, to play James Brown. Yeah. To mm-hmm. and like, yeah. nothing. Yeah. Like James Brown is a very difficult man to get down. Or get on up. Was that on purpose? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think. That. Um. So I'm I'm more so upset that like this was his one his chance. literal last chance. Yeah, and it like it could have been he could have also been nominated for best supporting for um Defy Bloods. Defy Bloods. So so to me it it really kind of feels like the Oscars are just being like we have to make sure to do this or else people will get mad. I will say this though, but I have not seen Ma Rainey. That is his best performance. I haven't haven't seen Ma Rainey either. I haven't seen which but he is really good. He's, there's a monologue he has maybe like 20, 30 minutes into the movie where after it was finished, I paused the movie and I said, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and well, right there I was like, okay, he's got to win. <laughs> I, I think I think it would have been really cool to have seen him win, but I'm also not I mean, it's upset Hopkins. that Anthony Hopkins won. Uh-huh. Yeah. I also like, I, I, I think the, the biggest takeaway of it is also like this is not Anthony Hopkins' fault for being a good actor, right? Yeah, I know, but <laughs> like, people are gonna make it out to be that way because people people have nothing right. else to focus on right now. Which he he probably I I bet he I mean he didn't even know he won. He was yeah. like sleeping when it happened. Dude, I gotta I gotta and... send you this meme that someone sent me <laughs> of like him finding out that he won. <laughs> it is unbelievable. I'm already looking forward to it, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, basically, I it would have been really cool to see Chadwick Boseman win because I mean, like, how many posthumous awards aren't won? I mean, I feel like it, that always happens. Yeah. I could be wrong. Heath Ledger, uh, he won. Hmm, let me think about that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that? <laughs> I see. I don't even have to click it because. I've seen this image, yeah. and like I know what it's gonna but, be. But dude, it's it's the music. <laughs> it's the music. I'll, I'll check it out after this. I don't, I don't want to. I'm not sure if there is any music that plays that would be like a. Oh yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, but, yeah. True. But I, I don't want to risk that. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I'm I'm I'm. I don't know. I'm just mad at the Oscar. It's just the the, the, the Academy in general just never learns <laughs> like they just continuously make mistakes and they're like you know what we're gonna do better and we're gonna hire like you know we're gonna make sure there's black people on the committee 
and then it's like <laughs> Green Book, best picture. Like, no, you guys don't give it. Yeah, shit. no, dude, no one fucking cares. They don't care. That's a thing. None of these, none of yeah. the indus- industries care. Like Actors Equity and that kind of stuff. The um and the the Broadway League and all them. They don't give a shit. They're just saving face and pandering all the time. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's the Oscars are a show. It's it's a show. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I swear to God, if uh, I was like, I swear to God, I've one night in Miami, don't get best adapted screenplay, and then uh, and then the father got, I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's All it. Right, well, <laughs> it, it seems like there are these oh, obvious wow. choices, and then the, that's that's the other discussion that like everybody brings up, where it's like, I love it when the things that I love win, mm-hmm. yeah, and 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 at that point, the Oscars are great. But when the things I love lose, it's a stupid award show. It doesn't mean anything. I know it's so childish. <laughs> and yeah. that that's the other thing is that I've heard from like film people that I follow on YouTube, um, that when they talk about the father, they're like, I mean, he was pretty good in that movie. <laughs> it I looks mean, like it a is, good movie. It is supposed to be a really good movie. <laughs> I mean I f- I figure he would. He's, he's fucking Anthony he's Sir Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen him give, like, a bad performance. Right. Yeah. Except for that performance what, he did in The Father. The... <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna blame people, they're gonna blame him like uh, they blamed Warren Beatty for that Moonlight La La Land switch up. Oh, yeah. And God. it was, like, not his fault at all. <laughs> that being said, if there was, for whatever reason, any kind of opportunity that we were going there, I'd be like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> all 40 Oscars. I'm a big fan. <laughs> I love the Oscars cool. so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel the same way about Barstool Sports. Oh, sure. Like, <laughs> I fucking hate Barstool Sports. Fuck David Portnoy. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I will die on this hill. <laughs> I, 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 I really will. Um, I hope he loses all his money to crypto <laughs> and like, I don't know. But anyway, I hate the, I hate Barcelona sports, but Barcelona sports was ever like, Hey, write for us and tweet for us. I'd be like, yes, yeah. sir. Mr. Barcelona sports. I love you. <laughs> I've been waiting for this, Mr. Portnoy. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how to leave this off. Cause like, this is. This is the the best part of being able to interview someone who is a friend. Is that we can just kind of right, talk. exactly. Yeah. Essentially, this is just like let's catch up, but also record it at the same. time. I love it. Do you have any questions for us? Is there anything you want to ask? Yeah, us? I mean, how how was how was doing the podcast and doing like working together as quote unquote business partners? How has that been for you two? Oh man, Jeff, cover your ears. <laughs> okay. Oh, dude, it's terrible. <laughs> I'm gonna kill Jeff yeah. later. <laughs> no, man, this is great. This is everything that I've I've been wanting this to. I be. feel like this has been culminating because I've yes. like from like since like 2000 since like 2000 and uh, like 13. You know, Chloe and I would talk like she, like she and I would be like Adrian and Jeff have to like create something where they're either writing something or um creating some sort of content that is related to film it's interesting because the first memory i have of going over to adrian's house was when we were doing this is back in 2010 uh we were doing some kind of podcast at that time on some 
godforsaken channel. I don't even know what, what it was. Barstool Sports. To find it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I remember being like, oh yeah, Inception was great. And just thinking like, talking about that and like, uh, um, just thinking like, oh, we've been doing this for, we just, it really is just kind of like us talking, but we're recording yeah. it. Yeah. So it's Which, what like, we've been doing for like 10 years, 11 years now is just that, you know, we have a, a good platform. Now. Yeah. Which I, I've said this before and I'll say this again, like by all technicality, we are critics. Like we're film critics. That's what we are. We get screeners that have like our name on mm-hmm. it, you know, for critic purposes. But I'm, I'm never, I, I don't want to be like, well, here's like a 50 minute analysis on why this movie's good. Right. No, I, I'm the type who's like, let's try to sell you on how I felt watching the movie as opposed to like just the movie itself. Like, well, that's great. I can tell you about, uh, I don't Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and why it deserves to be seen. But I can also tell you about this Steven Seagal movie <laughs> called uh out for justice <laughs> where he breaks some guy's nose on a bar stool and he's like he has slick back hair the whole time he's italian <laughs> but he's not really italian in real life and it's hilarious to watch and i i could i try to sell you on that type of it's movie. a pretty like, entertaining that's, movie i'll say that I, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's a must watch there there are definitely definitely like inspirations like i can easily say I would not be even remotely doing this if it weren't for one Roger Ebert, who is, you know, Chicago legend. Mm -hmm. He's probably who got me thinking about movies in a critical sense, Mm -hmm. as opposed to just like movie bad, movie good. (laughs) Um, But then spill.com, which is like no longer around now there's double toasted and there's one of us, but but they're the ones who made me realize, like, oh, I could just sit with my friends and talk about movies and call that a podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we are. We're we're uh, we're, we're a friend simulator first. <laughs> <laughs> no VR included, but you know, yeah, <laughs> we're at the beginning stages. We'll get there. And it's 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 a film podcast second, but but I do like where we are now, and and I feel like there's only room to grow. Yeah, like, man. I mean, like next up. I, I'm hoping, well, I can't right now with this piece of shit laptop that I have. <laughs> but once I get something else, it's like, okay, now let's work on the website. Yes. Once yeah. the website's done, now let's get the sponsorships. Mm-hmm. Now let's get bluechew.com to sponsor. We'll <laughs> yeah. be watching films. Um, we can use it on the podcast. I've I've emailed them. You could take a Blue Chew like, on the podcast and you'd be like, it's working. <laughs> man this movie is really good i don't know why i just feel really excited right now no dude that's that is so that is so on very hard (laughs) i am really hard right now um no that's i i i really appreciate the way you guys are doing it because that is who you are and you it is so difficult to translate who you are into media that is a very hard thing to accomplish and i've listened to your episodes and i'm like oh they're doing it this is adrian and jeff this is their show and and you you. and you give the audience an opportunity to get to know you as opposed to just like welcome to we be watching films and today we'll be discussing anthony hopkins and the father so uh jeff what did you think (laughs) it's it's very much who you guys are 
and it's only gonna get more natural and better and like just you'll you'll just you'll find it even more even though you guys have already found it it sounds like i mean i i I hope so i feel like there's only there's there's only room to grow yeah and uh i mean i mean there's always and there's always room for improvement i mean like right now if if you look at the our audience like our general audience that we're told on like anchor fm um it's mostly males between 18 and like 30 uh-huh which i guess makes sense i mean like mm-hmm. i'm sure a lot of women aren't really excited to hear two white guys on the podcast again <laughs> talking about what they think are great movies like i get that i, I get how that could be annoying um but even stuff like that it's like okay well how do we work to get our demographic bigger yeah mm-hmm. i don't know if i want older people listening to this yeah probably <laughs> have your parents listened to it at all i don't know and i haven't asked purposely it's <laughs> a good call <laughs> i i know my parents have listened to a couple reviews that i've done for one of us.net which shout out to one of us.net um, big listener of the podcast but for our reviews i mean like our, our reviews are safe i mean we swear but they're not like it's 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 yeah. not it's not an episode of come town <laughs> yeah. which uh may or may not be my favorite podcast uh if well we're, we're, we're gonna say it's not and i'm gonna say i don't like them just in case that gets me lumped in with a group of people that i don't want to be associated <laughs> with um but i mean come town's funny fucking uh you you made it weird hell yeah is oh, yeah. something that you introduced me to which at first i'm not gonna lie Pete Holmes was a little like, I'm not sure if I'm going to like this dude. Sure. And now it's like, I I feel like I would cry if I met oh, him. Oh, dude. Because it's just like, Absol- just give me a hug. Thank you for everything you've done. Oh, wait. I'm so sorry. I just thought of this. Uh, something that I watched recently. It's not a movie, but it's it's on Hulu. And it was a, it was recorded. It's a recorded off-Broadway performance of Derek Delgado's In and of Itself. If... If you have not watched it, do yourself a favor. Make sure no your phone is not near you, no distractions whatsoever, and take an hour and a half. Watch it. It will. It it changed my life. It changed. Wow. It's really okay. powerful and it's incredible storytelling. And Derek Delgado is a magician, and just like the oh, the okay. magic is like it's not a magic show, but it's part of it. It's mind blowing. <laughs> that sounds I've great. Seen... He's he's not the guy who does uh, magic for humans or something like that on Netflix. Is that the same? Uh, thing? I I don't think so. Gotcha, gotcha. I've seen people post that on Instagram. I was like, "What is this? Yeah, Hulu documentary yeah. that I keep hearing about." Well, now I definitely want. Yeah, to Yeah, check, check it out. It's yeah. it's it's uh it's really. Well, that's what people have said. People have been like, you know, I've seen it. Like, oh, what's this about? No, we can't. Tell yeah, that. you. There's, there's really <laughs> like, no okay. way to describe it. Even if you wanted to ask, and I would tell you, I don't know how to describe it. All right. Uh, one more quick before we get out of here, we're gonna. I'm gonna. I want to give you one more quick recommendation because please, like I said, I know for a fact this is right up your alley. Um, how to with John Wilson? Oh yeah, yeah. The the New York which show is also on HBO Max. Yeah, the New York. Yeah. Show. I thought that was great. I thought that was like. That was really I, I I love anything that has to do with just like humanity and just like this is just kind of how it is yeah. and some of it's warm some of it sucks yeah um, and it's but it's all super fascinating and it's really yeah funny. and it's kind of absurd 
how he is. goes about it. <laughs> there, there are some uns- absurd fucking people on that show. Like, there's, there's. I'm not sure if you seen this episode but there's a there's a guy who has a circumcised penis and he's making it his life's work to make it uncircumcised (laughs) and it's just like the system that he has set up it's like i can't believe this guy exists like this is a real real guy he he goes to bed (laughs) and he wakes up in the morning Exactly. Has has anything what what has has anything weird happened to you in New York? Have you had like a like a this is a distinctly New York feeling moment? Yeah, there was well there was one there was one time when I was still living in Manhattan. I was living in Washington Heights and I was it was during the pandemic. I was walking to the grocery store and I was in a hurry because it was on a time crunch. And I remember just walking then all of a sudden I wasn't walking anymore. And because some guy just body checked the fuck out of me. And he Holy said, he said, why are you walking so fast, bro? And I and I was like, I was just like totally dumbfounded. I was like, I got to I got to get somewhere. I got to get somewhere. And he's like, all right, go, go, man, go. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> I, it's stories like that that make me feel like maybe I don't need to go to New York. But it's like in New York City of all places, you're being you're being uh you're being ostracized for walking too fast. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. That makes it's no the sense. town of I'm walking here. It's uh, <laughs> it, that's the thing about New York is that from I've never been to New uh-huh. York, but I've seen all the media from New York, and so it just the there's a certain type of person there, and it feel and they feel like. I'm intimidated by that person. I don't want to be. Yeah, like, I don't want to see that I person. I don't want to get on their bad side. <laughs> but like, I, I just picture every New Yorker being Joey Diaz. Yeah, that's that's that's. <laughs> I don't know if you know who that is, dude. I do. I when I was getting my last tattoo, I swear Joey Diaz was in that tattoo shop. It sounded exactly <laughs> like him, and it looked like him, but he took his mask off and it wasn't him. Uh, I do have one oh, more story man. that I'll leave you with. Uh, it's a New York story. Yeah, please do. I was, uh, this was before the pandemic. I was on the one train in Manhattan. I was going downtown, and uh, I had my headphones on. I had these headphones on. And uh, the the train was stopped at like one, 103rd Street. And uh, we were just sitting there for a long time. I was like, uh, okay, this is weird, but normal. And then I see people – I was in the front, of, I was in the front car – and I see people scurrying and like running and like looking behind them and stuff. Oh shit! And people start running into my car, and I was like, "Uh, I don't think I don't think this." And then it just kept getting more crowded and crowded, and people kept, were like screaming and like pushing to like get to like another car. Shit. And uh, so what happened was, and I uh, mind you, I'm listening to music and I'm like, "Fuck, what's happening?" And I hear like, like. Oh my God. These fucking kids lit firecrackers and cherry bombs on the subway <laughs> underneath people's seats. Oh my! But like there were there were oh my god! There was like there was a really genuine, terrifying two minutes where I was like, oh, this is how I die because I'm in the front of the car. So even if I leave, I still have to walk down like halfway down the platform to get to the stairs to get to the street. And if I try to like run down, if I try to run off the car and try to like run down the subway tunnel, where am I going to go? It's like, I genuinely thought like, oh, this is how I die. 
Because the fear in people's faces who I saw running into our car was... I've never seen that before. That's fucking crazy, yeah. dude. That's, that sounds New York. I mean, fuck, you're a New Yorker. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Look at me. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing about the John Wilson show is that he's always recording, so he'll cut the stuff, and it's like, how did you get that on camera? <laughs> yeah. you, what am I looking at? Yeah. It's like, what are the odds? All right, man. Well, this has been a, I gotta say, like, I think this is a really great discussion. I, I love talking. Yeah, to you ditto. In general. And in a podcast format, this is great. Yeah, too. You, you're you're naturally like you're so good at at answering questions and just talking back and forth. But of course, oh, thanks, you know, dude. there's also the fact that we're friends. Yeah, and, you know that makes it a little easier. But thank you so much for being our. Thanks guest. for having me. Uh, check out once again Mayor of East Town on HBO. It airs every Sunday. Uh, I don't know. How, do you know how many episodes it is? Seven. Uh, seven episodes. Seven yeah. episodes. So we're on the third one. By the time you listen to this, um, I would say this is probably going to try to get this out by Friday. So stay tuned for that episode. Stay tuned. And, uh, just, uh, you can't see it because we're not going to upload the video. But if you want to follow Anthony on social media, that's at A underscore norms, N-O-R-M. N O R M S. Uh, you can follow him on. Well, what can they follow? Instagram. I'm not on Twitter. Yeah, you can follow him on Instagram. Um, and yeah, find. Yeah, don't don't go on Twitter. That's you, a... you can find me on Tinder. You it's can find me zone. on. Uh... <laughs> you can find him on Tinder and Grindr. find me on Grinder. I am uh, <laughs> I am a, a fan favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, I'm I'm Adrian Critico. This is Jeff. Um, Jeff. We be we be talking to Anthony. We be talking. Hell yeah.